This is Living with Will, podcast debut numero uno. So the first topic of discussion that we're going to go over is the coronavirus. Um, this is my most requested topic of different forms and fashions that people sent in. Um, and I'd like to, you know, just kind of start off with a little bit of gratitude. I wanted to thank all the medical professionals, um, the nurses, the doctors, the first responders, everyone who's just working tirelessly to keep us all safe. I want to just thank you all. To everyone listening, you know, I know a lot of you have family members or friends that are working uh, really hard to keep us safe. And I and I just want to show my appreciation to the janitors working at the hospitals, to the grocery store workers. Uh, thank you. The work you're doing is, you know, we, we, we couldn't survive without you. Um, I received a, a question from someone about vaccines, right? Uh, and my, my thoughts on vaccines is more so... It's less on whether or not we're going to get a vaccine or not. Uh, I do think that we will get a vaccine at some point. My my thoughts are more so about the fear of whether or not the public is going to be taken advantage of by pharmaceutical companies. You know, we already see price gouging on life-saving medicine. So my concerns lie more so in like the protecting of our vulnerable communities. Um, like could we pass some legislation where we can protect people from price gouging in regards to the vaccine? Uh, I think that is something that I would really like to see come out of this because we have so many cases where uh, people are fucked over by, you know, outdated practices with the pharmaceutical industry. Um, and I'd like to see that change. I'd like to see this create some change. Um, I saw, so I was contacted by an organization called Justice LA, uh, shout out to them. They asked me to contact my state senator and support a budget that would release, a budget that would include uh, releasing people from prisons and jails. Um, I think that's a very interesting request from them. So I wanted to delve a little deeper into it and I wanted to pose the question to the listeners. You know, what do you guys think about this? Me personally, uh, I'm opposed to for-profit jails and prisons, and I'm of the belief that prison, the prison industrial complex is essentially a form of slavery. Um, that These are my views, you know, I'm sure there's going to be people who disagree with me, but, uh, you know, the statistics show that this is a racially driven, you know, practice, um, and... You know, it makes me very uncomfortable that these things are still continuing. Um, with that being said, I do see the need for consequences to, you know, laws being broken. Um, I don't I don't think that prisons and jails are that solution. But then again, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not the man with the power. So I don't luckily don't make these decisions. But if if in this hypothetical, I am the dictator of the world and it were up to me. I would say release all nonviolent offenders, especially nonviolent weed offenders. Um, like, how are they still in jail? And have have them do community service. What what mind boggles me, what flabbergasts me. <laughs> I love the word flabbergast, but what flabbergasts me is that we have weed entrepreneurs who were, you know, 
before the before the boom in the cash crop industry, they're selling pack, they're selling tree, they're selling weed, and we put them in jail, and then you know all of a sudden they legalize it, and then all these white entrepreneurs begin to profit off it legally and, and attain all this wealth. Meanwhile, we have black and brown men in prison for the same thing, and we're not letting them out. It's kind of like spitting in their face. So I feel like that's not really. I don't even that's not really fair. That's not fair at all. And, it, you know, let's call a spade a spade at a certain point. This is just in your face institutional racism. So I want to see that be abolished. But in my eyes, I say we release all nonviolent offenders, especially nonviolent weed offenders. And we have them do some form of community service. If they were a drug user, maybe require some rehab or drug testing. But then... See now, this is where the issue arises. Of well, how do we how do we sh- do that when we have a shelter in place order and a healthcare system not adequately suited for law abiding citizens, much less ones who broke the law? So it's a difficult situation to assess, and you know it also brings me to think of our other marginalized communities, which is our growing homelessness population. You know, our unhoused. Um, it's truly unfortunate that our most vulnerable communities are often the most neglected. And I wanted to be sure that the people listening, you know, while we're all sheltering in place, uh, and, you know, I assume that you're that you're sheltered and you're safe if you have internet and ability to access this podcast, um, I think it's important that we remember the people who have no access to a home or no access to clean water or no access to the health care they need. Um Maybe when we go stock up at the grocery store, you know, we could grab some extra water or some extra food for the people that you see on the street. Um, you know, I'm in I'm in Los Angeles, um, and it's very in our face here. I, you know, I know some people might be listening from areas where the homelessness population might not be so accessible, but I think we need to focus on loving each other during these times. Um, and that brings me to another point, which is. The racism being perpetrated towards Asian communities across the world and our Asian American communities here at home, we need to be more considerate um, during these times. You know, I've seen people making jokes here and there on the internet, and you know, there are real, real life consequences for people who have done nothing wrong other than being born, and you're per- you're putting your own fear and paranoia on them. That's that's not, you know, you got to really look inward and see the injustice that you're perpetrating. Um, you know, I, I want us to all be kind and, and be more cognizant that these these jokes that seem to be at face value harmless are the root to growing hatred in this country. Um, and we all need to come together, you know. Uh, the plebes like me, man, stuck at home, like we need to come together together. Uh, if, if not, our, you know, I don't care if you're a Democrat, I don't care if you're a Republican, conservative, if you're a liberal, if you're a libertarian or a pescatarian, like we need to join forces and fight to end this disease. And I'm not just talking about the disease of COVID, we have the disease of classism. We have a disease called racism. We got a disease called climate change denial. We got a disease called fossil fuel dependence. We got a disease called ableism, called homophobia. We got diseases called Islamophobia and xenophobia. We got a disease called anti-Semitism. Hetero male patriarchy is probably one of the worst of diseases. 
We have domestic and sexual violence still going on. These are great problems. And while I'm grateful for the, you know, the, the attack that we're going against COVID, I would love to see our world address these diseases with the same ferocity and tenacity and better the lives of all of our people. I think that's something that we could achieve while we're all at home with our thoughts and with our loved ones. And now that I have your attention, <laughs> let's get a little more lighthearted. Let's get back into some of the topics that are a little less looming. Um, I love the ways that people choose to spend their time while sheltering in place. Uh, I think it's fascinating and I think it's hilarious. Um, I got a friend in Boston. She's pursuing her music career. She's fucking killing it right now. Uh, I got a friend in LA who has gone, he, he knows someone who's gone completely nocturnal, which I love because I was actually on that shit. I just recently changed my schedule back. I was doing the whole sleep till 6am, wake up at 2pm, um, vampire lifestyle, um, until I started working on the podcast, which is actually the day where I switched my schedule back. Um, I've actually, you know, it's funny. So I've actually been spending my time on, I re, re-subscribed into the world of Warcraft, um, an addiction from my childhood. I felt like it was time to get back. You know, sometimes you got to revisit an old love, rehash old wounds. Shout out my guild, shout out crew. You know what I mean? Shout out smokers only. Listen, you never really know someone until you play video games with them because... I know these people that I'm gaming with are probably very mild-mannered, very normal people in person. But some of the shit that I hear these people say, yo, is so fucking funny. I love the energy that video games and the internet can bring out in people. I know that it can be really vitriol and, and evil at times. And there's a side of the internet, you know, we all know trolls come out. But uh, I think it also brings out a very, very hysterical side of it. I think the inner comic comes out of everybody in video games, and I love that. Um, my cousin Charlie brought up the multiple planes of existence that occur right now. Um, the people fighting the virus, the people suffering from the virus, and then the people that are doing yoga and have self-love in video games at home. And I, I couldn't agree with him more. I feel like that, that really is the three planes that we exist on right now is and I, I want to push the point that no matter which side you are on, just, we got to stay sane. Don't let anyone make you feel like you're... Don't make anyone guilt you for your new normal. Um, whatever gets you through this time is exactly what you need to be doing. Um, if that's learning stocks, if that's eating junk food until you, you get sick, that's okay. Um, this is a trying time. Especially trying for relationships. Um... Because of the intimacy that comes with the stay in place, you know, let's all try and create some balance and some distance. Even if you're in a stay in place with someone else, try and give them a little, we got to nurture one another right now because the world is sick, you know, and I feel like we can all kind of feel a little bit of it. So I want everyone to kind of try and give each other a little space. If you can, try not to be on each other's ass so much. You're going you're gonna to piss each other off. It's going to happen. Um, just try and, you know, breathe it off. Do a little meditating if you got to. You know what I mean? Say your ohms. Um, you know, I, I, was, I was told to discuss the wildness of dating right now. I had a friend who told me that his friend has been getting in fights with his roommate because he keeps bringing back hinge dates. 
yo, I understand that sex is an essential business. I get it. But I want a word of caution to the wind. Try and find just one person to enjoy that with while we're fighting for our lives that year. Let's not increase our risk, y'all. Let's take, you know what I mean? Let's try to minimize contact with too, too many people. But do your thing at the same time. Um, I love that. You know, get what you got to listen. Essential businesses. Um, one of the funniest things I've heard during this time is there's a tr- Twitter thread uh, of people telling stories from a villain's point of view. And so I wanted to I wanted to test one out on you all. So I love the idea of a uh, a movie based on the point of view of Hades from the Hercules movie, uh, the cartoon that we all saw as kids. I love the idea of you know Hades has he has the world the way of the world on his shoulders. You know he's got a lot to deal with. He's in the underworld. He's dealing with dead people all day. That fucking sucks. Like you got one guy you can talk to. And he's he's a he's a ferryman, and he's just bringing dead people across the river sticks. I'm sure they're not chilling very much, you know. I'm sure they're not chilling too often. Uh, I, I would love to hear the story of Hades, man. And you know, this is this is an interesting fact about Hades. He's actually the one who killed their so the gods to assert, you know, they, they actually were subservient to Titans. Um, and they had to actually kill their own father. And overthrow him, and it's actually Hades who killed who killed their father. He had the invisibility cloak from Harry Potter, and he stabbed him in the back, and that's how Zeus could fuck him up. Uh, and then because he drew the short straw, he gets stuck in the underworld. What kind of fucking backward shit is that? You know, you also never hear people addressing the fact that Greek gods rose to power through patricide. That that's wild to me. That's some wild. There was a wild fucking energy back then. Like, these are the same people, they invented democracy, but they're pro-pedophilia. Like, what the shit was wild back then. Fucking Greeks, man. They were on some other shit. Someone asked me for some true crime stories. I think, first of all, Greek mythology is the king of true crime. But uh, if you need a reference point, Metamorphosis by Ovid will definitely keep you occupied. Um, that's some true crime shit for sure. But if you need other other recommendations, I would recommend S-Town, um, This American Life, put out a podcast called S-Town. Probably the wildest story I've ever heard in my life. That shit is fucking crazy. You will not be sorry you listen to it. And this is the thing, right? People are on Tiger King's dick right now. But I would recommend S-Town. And also, listen, first of all, great 24 hours of audio storytelling. Way better than this podcast at this point, I'll tell you. But let's talk about Tiger King for a second. Because everyone and their mom was telling me to watch this shit. It's the best show ever. Well, you gotta watch it. It's about Everybody. And this is what worried me. So I did it. You know what? I'm not, the, I'm not really the type of person who... Who jumps into you know bandwagon shit? If everyone in their mouth tell me to do something, usually don't do it. I usually don't do it. But with this, I was like, you know, one night I was bored. I'm playing Warcraft. I'm like, ah, this game is 15 years old. Like, ah, I should do something else. So I'm like, fuck it. I put it on. Um, yo, it's a show about horrible people doing horrible shit, and. You know, it seems like fetishizing, you know, uh, uneducated people with money. Like, you know, like, it's, it makes me very uncomfortable watching this shit happen. Like, 
These are just sick people who have money. They have fetishes and shit, and we're fetishizing them. And it's, you know, that really gets my goat. <laughs> That's an expression I heard the other day. I find it's absolutely hysterical. And I'll tell you this. I'll tell you the origin. The origin of gets my goat it comes from horse racing. Um, back when horse racing, I mean, horse racing is still a big thing. Shout out horse racing. Um, actually, not shout out horse racing. I actually heard it's pretty abusive to the horses. So whatever the opposite of shout it out is fuck horse racing. But um so they used to throw these goats into the horse pen uh, after or before the races. I wasn't there, but I'm not a scientist. But so they used to throw these goats into the horse pen uh, to calm the horses down and shit during their chilling sessions. Um, and the youth, the youth used to steal the goats on like some ta- the, some cow tipping shit. They used to fuck with the horses. Um, and so the rich people, the rich people, would be like that really gets my goat. <laughs> Isn't that wild? But anyways, before I distract from my podcast too much, you know, let's keep us moving. I was requested to speak on some some true hip hop history, um, and you know, I'm not a hip hop historian, so although that was a great alliteration, uh, I'm going to tell you about the Kung Fu Nuns of the Drukpa Order in Nepal. Uh, I think they're cool as fuck, uh, and I think anything fucking awesome and unique counts as hip hop culture to me. Um, you know what I'm saying? So so anyways, the Jukpa order, right? They're a form of Buddhism. It's been around for thousands of years. In 2008, the nunnery in Nepal started teaching martial arts as a form of spiritual practice. So there's 800 nuns. They pa- they practice this, martial, this kung fu. No other nunnery in Nepal do martial arts training. Um, they wake up at 3 a.m., meditate, train for three hours. They're incredible. These women are incredible. And the concept of the training comes back to their philosophy of peace and equality. So the Kung Fu training is to help them train their mind for meditation. Um, they apply this philosophy to the disadvantaged communities in Nepal. So I read that they, they biked 14,000 miles throughout Nepal to fight against, as a protest to fight against human trafficking of women and girls. They helped earthquake relief in Kathmandu where other where main many NGOs and governments thought it was too dangerous to go there, but they wanted to show that girls can do anything. Isn't that fucking amazing? I want to thank you, LA Girl, for this amazing story. This is fucking the type of news that I wish was more televised. Um, I think we need more positive news in our lives right now. Um, I want to... I want to also, so part of this podcast is it's a purely submission-based podcast. I'll never speak on something that wasn't submitted. I might get on a tangent that will bring me to some things, but I was asked to speak on these things. If you didn't hear your topic, it's because you're going to hear it in a future episode. I got to keep these short. I got to make sure that I'm able to edit them and get them out every week. You know what I mean? I'm working, you know, your boy doesn't know how to do much and I'm trying to make it all. So uh, I can't say everything every episode, but you will hear your subject will be spoke on. Um... I want to shout out, so along with shouting at the people and the ideas, the main premise of this is I want to bring light to nonprofits and companies that I see changing the world. Um, and you can find the links to these in the description of the podcast. Uh, I'd be talking about different nonprofits and different organizations every week. Um, but this time I want to say shout out to Happy Hippie Foundation. Thank you, Leo, for the recommendation. Uh, thank you to the Office of 
Ben Allen, State Senator Ben Allen, shout out, doing amazing work. Uh, please continue to make the state of California a better place. Shout out to Project Angel Food, uh, the nonprofit of the year for them. Uh, appreciate you, Sam, for the shout out. You're an amazing person. Keep up, keep up the good work. Liliana Pond, shout you out. David Bacarsley, Olina, uh, I forget your last name in the moment. <laughs> appreciate you. Uh, tell your husband I said what's up. We saw him met. Appreciate you guys. Um, all the work that you do. Uh, it's it, we, we, we need you shout out to the LA Regional Food Bank uh, Nick I love you appreciate appreciate the recommendation um, so others might eat doing amazing work shout out to Duan appreciate it man you're the fucking you already know bro BWE for life uh, Tay shout out 901 Arts uh, I want to I got a couple more Kevin I want to shout out the group chat Jews versus COVID-19 um, the organization Meals for Doctors, Nurses, and First Responders. Amazing work. Um, you know, we, we need more people that are that are pushing for change and for help. And uh, non-profits and organizations are usually leading um, the change. I want to thank Ella for her recommendation, Project Meow, and Broadsheet Ministry. Uh, thank them. Thank you for recommending them for the podcast. Thank them for the work they're doing. Um, I really appreciate everybody who submitted questions, everyone who submitted topics, everybody who submitted a nonprofit. Joey Napa, thank you for riding your bike and saving us from pollution, bro. We we appreciate you. We need more people uh, off the streets and on the bikes. Um, you know, thank you everybody who listened. Thank you for keeping me sane, giving me something to do. Um, we listen. This is a work in progress. As this podcast goes on, I'm gonna get more sharper. I'm gonna get funnier. <laughs> the the shoutouts will become more fluent and more versatile. Um, this is this is a work in progress, and I appreciate you guys rocking with me. Shout out to Westside Friends, uh, helping their immediate neighbor neighbor COVID response work. Um, there you can read about them in the LA Times. Thank you, David Bacarzi, for the recommendation. Uh, listen, I can't do this without you all. This is a dream come true for me. Um, I had to fight a lot of self-doubt and a lot of self-hate to get to a point in life where I could create this podcast. And uh, I want to thank everybody who's a part of it. Um, shout out my fucking parents for putting me on this earth. You're the best parents I could ever ask for. I would never ask for any others. I'm sorry I was an asshole as a child. I was a fucking dick. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but I appreciate you. Shout out grandpa, grandma. Killing in San Diego. I love you guys. Um, thanks for accepting me for who I am, my weird shit. To my brother, Tobias Dominicus McFly. It's his birthday as it's being recorded. Fucking love you, fool. You're my brother for life. Nothing can separate a brother from another. You already know what it is. To my siblings, Nick, Lillian, Allison. You inspire me every day. I don't know what I would do without you. You guys are the best. Juan, Julio Slim, you already know what it is, bro. Fucking my twin, my alter ego, BWE for life. To my DC family, Simon, Georgie, Charlie, Raul, Juzem, Smokers Only for life, Justice, The Nature King, all them, Woolly Crew, Bamp, you guys are the shit. You know what I mean? You stand on the shores of the Giants to my family in New York. You can't talk about the city unless you talk about Devon. Yo, you're my sibling from the city, bro. I fucking love you, fool. JR, IOD, come on, bro, prolific figure. Radimus, LeVar, you inspire me. You guys are killing it. I love seeing you do your thing. Tetsu, come on, bro. Ben Torrin, 
wouldn't be shit without you, bro. Keep doing your thing, taking pictures of the fucking world, fighting fires. You're a legend. Come on, lingering. My big brother, bro, I fucking love you, Antoine. My fucking sibling for life. I don't know what the fuck you're doing in London. Siri, I don't know what you are doing there. You need to get back to the States ASAP. My sister, I love you. All y'all, my, my siblings in France, je vous aime. Bilal, Fred, je t'aime pour toujours. Je suis là pour toujours. You guys are the shit. I can't believe I get to call you my siblings. They say it takes a village to raise a child, but it took multiple cities to raise this maniac. And I'm so blessed and I'm so grateful for all of you. If I left anyone out, just know that you're in my heart. My family, Emerson, you're the shit, bro. You already know what it is. AJ, bro, start kicking it. You fucking heard me. You're the man. Chuck Wiley, you guys are the shit. I'll see you soon. Yo, shout out my whole family, everybody. Uh, if anyone's looking for yoga, my cousin does yoga classes on Zoom. You can reach out. I'll put you in touch with her. She's the shit. Appreciate you guys. Um, it's Living With Will, episode one, debut, premiere of the first and only and ultimate interactive podcast extraordinaire. Please stay tuned once a week. I'll be coming at you live. And you will hear your topics spoken on by me, Will motherfucking Gaines. Listen, y'all, this has been an absolute pleasure. It's been an absolute honor. I'm so fucking blessed to be able to be doing this. And please keep sending me topics so I can keep saying some bullshit and keep y'all entertained and stay sane myself. One love, y'all. Stay up in the meantime. Stay safe, stay sane, and I will see you all next week.